going on down there. All right, it's time, everybody, for the best panel of the post-show of the convention. It's the post-show podcast roundtable panel in the post-show of the convention. Yay. Willkommen. Record crowd. And uh, and also, haben a good day. Uh, my name is Chris. My internet name is Vangelis. I'm part of WTF at TFW. So is the guy in the middle of the table. Uh, no, he doesn't get my name. Uh, I thought he was going to just cut in and say what no, his name was. because last time you kept going and introducing me. Yeah, that was last time. Yeah, okay. Hi, I'm Aaron, or AKSMTH on the internet, anywhere. Except TFW. Axmith. Well, yeah, that, that went back to Aaron. <laughs> just because somebody at one point in time in a podcast, like Thread, was scared that, like, who's this other AKS? And it's like, no, that's just, that's, don't try saying the screen name, because it wasn't meant for that. Uh, we're also Axe joined by, uh, we got a podcast panel second timer, um, <laughs> underscore Zeus. That is his real name. No, it's not. Uh, Actually, it is my real name. That is his real name. Stop spreading lies. After the panel, he went to go to a judge and get all of it yeah. fixed, and now you're saying it's not. He's going to have to change it back again. It was especially difficult, because I live in the States, and this is Canada. But you pulled it off. I did. You found the embassy. And, uh, and you're here with Steel City Bots, primarily. Yeah, because we haven't done an episode of Misaligned in months. You know what that means? It's time for a new episode of Misaligned. <laughs> Great, I'll have to read the Align Continuity Wiki again. That's always fun. Oh, man. I so, remember... so do you cut this way or this way? <laughs> I cut this way right okay. here. I'm okay. Like, I'm like a starfish. They just grow back. That's a lot darker than I expected. Did the monster not take effect yet? No, it's, it's, okay. it's, got a, it's about here right now. All right. Well, also joining us uh, from Transmissions is Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hello. Let's talk Transformers. Uh, unfortunately, not with us for this podcast panel is Charles. He had an emergency. He had to take off. Um, all's well, though. All is well. So, yes. Uh, Best wishes to Charles. He, uh, he got home safely um, yeah. Saturday night and, uh, and is uh, relieved to, by, uh, by the news that he got there. Uh, yeah. So. Yep. Yep. All is well, with Charles. Send Charles your best um, until he uh, until he makes his way back to to that internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, filling in his spot, uh, we have someone who won from the charity auction the podcast panel spot. Won for how much? He paid ninety dollars. And what did here. the last one go for? Thirty. Daryl is a three hundred percent increase kind of guy, even though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first yeah, yeah, he got off cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how everyone's turning to look at uh, the winner of last year's spot is chilling out in the front. That's right. Cackling. Um, <laughs> Joke's on you. I got here for free. <laughs> um, I, I, I got to admit, we were kind of taking credit... Really, the thing that's different is Jeremy made that really nice <laughs> certificate. <laughs> he did, and it's here. We have it here. We need. I totally forgot a uh, a sharpie though. We got to write his name on it because it's still yeah, blank. It, it doesn't have my name, so if any of you has a spare ninety, I'll take it now. 
It's for charity. No, it's not anymore, is it? The charity auction. <laughs> well, it's the charity of me. It's for, okay. <laughs> it's for the charity of his bank account. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Why don't, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, dear charity auction winner? Why, thank you. So, my name is Sergio. I'm third Sergio on Twitter. I'm actually a supporter and follower of the Transmissions podcast. I got my little transmission shirt here. Uh, it's actually my first TFCon and first time in Canada. So, this has been. Welcome! Thank you. Needless to say, this has been a lot of fun, and I'm very, very broke. That's what ca- these conventions do. Yeah. Anyone out in the crowd, very, very broke? Woo-hoo! Oh, no. Woo-hoo. That's a lot more hands than I thought I was going to see. It was a lot happier. I guess that's why y'all are here. All right. Well, <laughs> We'd go eat, but we're out of money. The plastic hurts my mouth. Kind of hoping you guys would give away suspect processed cheese in weird colors again. <laughs> sure could go for a bite, to be honest. No. No, I remember. No. That was bad. Oh, no. Who wants a granola bar? I found it at the bottom of my backpack. I'd take that over the cheese from last year. <laughs> was the cheese sure that it bad? It was bad. Okay. It was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we're going to kick off with some talk about this convention. Um, I want to talk about the panels you dug. Uh, if you saw a panel that you really dug, let's just do one so we can just like barrel down the line. Let's start off with our uh, charity auction winner. What was a panel you saw that you were really into? So, I wasn't able to see all of the panels this uh, for my first time, which is good. I spent more time in Artist Alley than anything, uh, but I did manage to catch the first James Roberts and Nick Roach panel where they spilled all of the beans, talked about how they, their next plans for the rest of the issues coming out, and if you, if you didn't get it, you, I can't tell you what happened. It was the secrets panel? The secrets secret panel. panel? Yeah. Secret spoiler panel. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a stick with a PDF of the rest of Unicron, don't tell anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it was, a, it was a lot of fun just to hear not just from James and Nick, but from a lot of the fans who were absolutely in support of, of everything they had done in terms of the stories they wrote and created. And it was really nice to just see this like wave of praise <laughs> for, for those creators. Um, that, was, that was probably my favorite panel. I think it was a healthy show for a lot of the creators and yeah, the artists who were down here. Um, I, we, we should mention, like, um, you know, many, many thoughts out to, to Nick Roach's situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, he had uh, a theft from his table occur, and it has, as far as I've heard, been very rectified, at yeah. least, you know, within the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a beautiful showing, I think, of how strong a community the TFCon and Transformers fandom as a whole is um, for, for its artists and creators. Uh, I was I was quite touched. I'm still getting <laughs> notifications about the uh, image I tweeted out this morning. So where they set up um, the, bun- the some of the badges that uh, you saw the ladies passing out earlier, uh, they decided to donate all of those. Um, and any donation that you made, you'd give money. And I took a fit- photo of that first thing this morning, and I just got a notification that even though the dealer room and everything is closed, apparently you can still go buy those badges because people don't realize that there's a mm-hmm. time. But it's good. It's yeah. It, it was amazing to see the outpouring of people and um, people almost beelining over to that table instead of the other dealer tables to get deals. Yeah. yeah. And just to watch the, the line, people didn't mind waiting in that line. And it was, you know, and Nick's the gracious guy that Nick is. And just to spend the time with everybody still to talk to them and thank them and sell the stuff that he has. And the people still waiting to talk to him and waiting. And, and it, was, it was fantastic. I, I was 
I was very touched to see the amount of outpour that he got. It was it was a really good showing from from the fandom. Yeah, it put a nice. I don't I don't even want to say nice ending because it's not like you know <laughs> the nicest ending I guess. But it, it 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 was a positive note to end on for something that I found really infuriating to hear yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, infuriating to hear, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see any any cool panels this year? Um, well, uh, I I was in uh, the room for uh, for three panels, um, and two of which I was on. So that would be self serving if I said they were, those were my, <laughs> what a my great favorite, pod, especially that Sunday uh, podcast yeah, panel, the one that's currently happening. That's yeah, the way it ended though is um, kind of tragic. <laughs> but uh, um, so uh, yeah, I went to the uh, the one with uh, that you were putting on uh, this afternoon with the. Uh, um, you know why do we collect and you know that kind of one that was uh, that was really good. You did a good job with that, Chris. Thank you. I, I got to throw a shout out to Daryl for putting up with, aside from me like like yelling at him by name several times. The <laughs> very end, basically screaming at him to spend a week with his <laughs> DX9 Gavolt because I figured he that he was cool with it, and I was like, hey, let's end on a on a loud upper. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're and you're right though. I, I do. I do need to pull it out of the case and, and just mess around with it because I, I, I drastically want to mess with that thing and, and just looking at it bugs me that I, I, don't, I don't do anything with it. Yeah, do it, man. I should. I'm there for you. Well, I'm there for Gavalt more, but I'm <laughs> part and parcel there for you. Uh, Aaron, did you check out any panels this year? Did you get a chance to? Not really. Yeah. At all. You were, kinda, you were really Sa- cruising around. Saturday was uh, a bit more artist alley. And than I had been before, and and doing more of the the meeting people and and talking thing, and then you know similar to Daryl, the the three panels I hit were this one, our first one, and then sitting in during your uh, why we enjoy the toy, and also getting heckled at a little bit. Well, Aaron, in your case, I wasn't even trying to heckle you. I was mentioning people who do a collecting thing, and I turn, I look, and I see Aaron doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I had something in my eye. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just like I've never seen someone do this, the the very minor flip bird nose scratch, but also <laughs> while staring daggers. <laughs> it's like he's doing the subtle thing unsubtly. <laughs> um, well, th- thanks to two of you for checking out the panel. Yeah. No, uh, and, it, and it was a good discussion, mm-hmm. um, and it and it you know runs a, a, a lot of good points that are, are good discussion things and. Uh, it's almost a thing that I, w- I wish that we could have a almost like the the bar experience of, but not like this bar where it's always loud of like you know hey sit down and talk about this sort of thing and, mm-hmm. and be able to throw that sort yeah. of discussion around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then there's things that I think that there are a lot of people that even still have misconceptions. I got in a a, a discussion at one like a couple of months ago on. I think it was like Reddit or something where somebody was very upset about Hasbro's distribution to their store. Somebody was upset on Reddit? And, yeah, I know. What? I know. It mm, happens sometimes. That's totally a 4chan thing. But, but it was definitely one of those things. It was like this guy had apparently in his brain that like they make the toy in Vietnam or wherever now and then put it in an individual box that then gets walked to his Walmart and opened up. <laughs> and it's somehow Hasbro's fault that a thing hasn't happened. It's like, well, no, there's like, you know, the manufacturing side of things and the engineering side of things, which I enjoy of like, no, there's a lot of layers to this stuff and it would be really cool to have, you know, a discussion along those lines to, to peel apart some of that stuff and everybody can learn and, and everybody's, you know, 
own ways that they that they have their bits and pieces where maybe not directly related can suss out the sort of thing for a, a wider audience and then be able to help maybe distribute some of that knowledge out so that when the guy starts getting finger pokey about how that guy missed wave two at his store, it's like, well, no, it's a giant production machine. Uh, I'll, say th- I'll say it so someone said it. The, the best way to also avoid those arguments is to just not go on Reddit. Yeah, well, it, it's more so I like seeing it and I like being able to, to take part, part in the sharing of information where it's yeah. people that are amenable to that. And it's... It's always, it's always the same issue with you know how I, I always make the joke because somebody has to about about showering, bathing, personal hygiene at a convention. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. No, nope. I know. I, I, I people old, don't have to bathe anymore. The right, convention's over. Right, but it's still like I would say ninety nine percent of the people that were here at TFCon did just that. But the one person walking through that's smuggling cheese in their armpits is the one that. Everybody remembers, and you're like, "Yeah, it was stinky in there." Well, no, it was one guy that was stinky in there. You don't remember the 99 that were just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm also hard on Aaron about this, only because of the stories you've told about your comic store, where you <laughs> where you get in an argument. Where I'm like, "Aaron, you could have just bought your books and left." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's also the place that you go and shoot the breeze. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know. Now you want to build a good relationship with with people at a place like that, and all the other people that are there, and then you have the one guy that gets crazy and assumes he knows a whole lot more than what he really does, and he needs to be put in his place. That's the monster speaking. <laughs> yeah, um, it's starting to kick now. I'm doing good. <laughs> Underscore Zeus, did you get tired of me calling you that, by the way? Just let me know. <laughs> For real. Uh, I never get tired of being called that. It really helps out my ego. All right. To be called the name of a god. Uh... Did you no, but that's the- actually Zeus. Your underscore Zeus. He's holding up the god. Exactly. Yeah. Slowing him down. Important. Holding him up. You're right. <laughs> Just, um, almost that's, as important. It's a weird way to parse holding up, but I'm starting to see it, and I'm saying it out loud. I, yeah. Did you check out any panels this, uh, <laughs> this show? Yeah, I saw this, this really great panel on Friday. It was the, uh, the podcaster panel. <laughs> Daryl, he just took your joke. Daryl, hey. That's the da- second time my joke was taken. Aaron, Aaron took it and, and dropped the punchline. And, uh, and, and yeah, Ender's but comedy course. is the rule of threes. It's true. So we set it up for him, and he just kind of went, yeah. <laughs> He's no, I, learning. Um, I, I did sit in for a bit of the, uh, the first James Roberts, Nick Roche Q&A. That was interesting. I wish I could have gone to more panels, but... I made the decision to instead sit in my room alone putting repro labels on figures. Were you not going to have time in the future to do that? No. (laughs) If I didn't do it now, it would end up in a pile of papers on my desk at home, and I would forget about it. Having seen my desk, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get pizza grease all over my hands and then go handle the repro labels. You wonder why I give you a hard time, Malwave? Come on. Why all your freaking raper labels fall off? I gotta throw it out there. Malway's a beautiful person. You'll find out why later. Why do these stickers not stick? Goddamn Astro. Also, why why do these like stark white labels have all this like orangey brown stain on them? I don't know. I can see through half of them. <laughs> why does it smell like Domino's all the time? It's unfair of me to assume when he says, did you order a pizza, that he would also, like, try to eat it with his hands and literally eat it through his palms with his hands. But, uh... <laughs> I, um... I caught a bit of uh, the other... I think it was the second James Roberts panel with um, 
Uh, ah, crap. I, David Wise? David Wise. I was about to say David White, and I was like, no, that's the 3D printer guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Wise. I caught the back 15, 20 minutes of that panel, and uh, it was really cool. Um, primarily this one moment where uh, David Wise wrote War Dawn, among other episodes, which is the episode that kind of created the Orion Pack side of the mythology. And... Um, he was describing it. It was really cool to hear him describe that, but at one point, James Roberts was talking about something else, answering another question, where he mentioned, like when we decided to have Megatron defect and join the Autobots, and David Wise went like, hang on, what? His <laughs> G1 writer going like, things are a lot different nowadays than they were before. <laughs> um, that, was, that was neat, seeing like the interplay between like a current writer and a writer of the original show um, of Transformers from 84, I guess 85, with the aerial bots. Um... But yeah, that was, that was primarily the, the main panel memory I had that did not involve myself. Uh, it's so hard. I thought it was very, the, the, the convention was very busy. Uh, for myself, anyway, regardless of the fact that uh, half the convention I was down to doing everything myself for my, my podcast. Um, but um, there was a lot to do. Like, yeah. there was a lot yeah. of things to see. There was a lot of pictures to take. There were exclusives, and there was prototypes, and there was shit everywhere. Sorry, are there any kids in the room? Are there any young kids in the room? We're all kids at heart. Okay. Like poor Evan back there. You heard, it. You heard his heart. I'd just like to apologize to our charity auction winner on behalf of Daryl for the, the the loud cussing. He did a the, cuss. Screaming swear words in your face. A real violent cuss. I told you tragic ending. But it was a lot of stuff to, Wait, to make it around already. and see, you know? And so you find your way down to the way, way back of Artist Alley, and you're like, oh, wait, this is where they put the prototypes this year, because we have a freaking escape room now. And <laughs> oh, that was weird, yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. I never tried it. I didn't have time. But it's, was, that, like, was that hard to escape from? I could see through it. So yeah. I, they don't I, actually lock you in escape rooms most times. Huh. Well, that, that, it was also just like the room. like I mean, I, I if I could see <laughs> through it to the outside, I felt like I could get out of it pretty easily. There's my escape. <laughs> like I can I just someone left this door? window open. They're like, listen, in character, yeah. hey, that's supposed win. to be a sheer drop. And it's like, yeah, but but also I want to buy that little bumblebee. So I, what's my motivation? There's a great bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> what. Uh, did anybody find anything? I mean, I'm kind of taking over here. You got a nice list of things you want to talk about. So, it is very nice. You know, fuck your list. But walks uh, in, <laughs> sc- bellowing swear words in charity auction winner's face. Kids here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, it's the transmissions podcast coming out of me. We have uh, explicit tag on our show for a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, did you get any monster? Because or did you get a coffee? Like, are you- I didn't. I'm drinking straight water. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but did anybody find anything that they were like n- not toys necessarily, but come across anything that they're like, oh hey, that's interesting that I didn't expect to see here at the convention. Oh, you mean like other experiences? Oh hey, the, look one at that. Of the like next an escape room. On my list of things. Is that next on the list? <laughs> no, but I can just pretend it's next. Oh, you better alter like your list here. Copy paste. <laughs> Um, actually, just quickly bouncing off your thing of how much there was to do, it's because uh, I, I appreciate like how many people bring up like new ideas during the the, the convention Q and A, and that that's the reason why things like the fan run panels that like folks like myself and Matt are doing and other people. Um, but also when it, when it comes to things like you know idle activities or just like more you know I guess just idle activity really, I I've, I honestly find myself kind of going like I don't I, I don't know that I would even know that such a room exists. 
like with the sheer amount going on. Uh, oh, I admit yeah, like that, the, the chill room that yeah, somebody asked about. I, I admit, for me, the chill room notion does exist in the lobby because I'm I'm fortunate to like bump into a lot of people who are either themselves social or who put up with my attempts at being social. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a surprisingly packed convention. Given how I go in every year, thinking like, oh man, there could be more going on. And then once I'm in here, I'm kind of like, oh god, there's so much going on. When do I have time to eat? Why don't I just skip that? Wait, uh, did you say right. did you say chill room yeah. or children? Chill room. Chill oh, room. So I, I didn't you, know anything you, about this. Were you okay? So there was, uh, and it's something that get, gets asked about every year. Um, is it's a good some, idea. Some conventions will have a room that will just have. A couple of TVs going in it. Okay. And so there was every year. There's the mention of like, hey, could we have a room that just has cartoon episodes going? Right. And that was asked during. And that uh, was asked during the Colin's way. panel. Yeah. And and the response that 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 uh, Colin gave was Colin. Colin gave is like, hey, we've got to have one or two people sitting in there watching everything. Um, yeah. And it, I yeah, don't it, know if if the convention proper would pay to have another room open that's just like, I don't know, you can sit in here. Because you have your hotel rooms, there are plenty of other like quiet corners that you can go and find too. Yeah, so. and I, I understand how it is. It is a, it's a, it, a, it is a good idea. Like it's not a terrible idea, but it, it is a, an attractive idea for folks who are trying to also just like meet other people who may mm-hmm. be coming to a convention without a, a circle of friends to, to make contact with or etc. Uh, that's why, I, like in, in in podcasting, I always try to just push the message of like how how welcoming this convention tends to be to just you know li- if you're in queue, if you're in line, like striking up conversation. If you're in the lobby, you know, a lot of people are at least polite. If you <laughs> if you come up and go like, hey, you into Transformers? Yeah. Um, never to me though. There was like no GoBots go away. <laughs> that's the rhyme. GoBots go away. Right? It's gonna be a T-shirt. Well, I'll buy it. Um, Hello. What? Hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other experience. I don't know. Um, I want to pop back over to our charity auction winner, since I care about him. Boy, thank you. Um, did you see it just a, a generally like a, a cool thing on the show floor somewhere? Um, it was really interesting, especially on the last day, to see how much more non-TF stuff started to come out. Um, because I'm interested in Black Series stuff as well as Marvel Legends that I don't want to get too crazy in. Um, it was actually really... I really liked all of the, the variety of merch, like pins and shirts and things that I could get for other friends or uh, people from work. So it was, um, it was really nice just to see the variety where it wasn't just toys, mm-hmm. even though I was primarily buying just toys... Yeah, the the Saturday Sunday dealer room transformation is something I, I often forget about actually, and I sometimes will will walk in and like my landmarks have shifted slightly, and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> um, Aaron, what about you? Did you catch something neat? Um, I don't know. It's always uh, you know anymore. And hey, when we got stopped at the the border for immigration, all right. Year, one of the points of discussion was like, what do you go and do with this stuff? And it's, you know, is more and more uh, the social experiences, you know, getting to hang out with people, getting to meet people and, you know, do just that. You know, hey, we're all in line here waiting on a thing and just pop up. Hey, so did you get anything interesting? And nine times out of ten when I do that, somebody's like, oh, yeah, I got this really cool thing and start talking about it. The tenth time, it's very much the like, why why are you speaking to me? It's like, (laughs) well, we're stuck next to each other for like the next 15 minutes. So we can be awkward or just have a discussion. Mm-hmm. So that's always the, the the kick I get out of this, the somehow managing to turn from a, a long time ago being very introverted to 
pulling myself out more and more. Um, Aaron Archer in his panel at the very beginning of it um, had a slide from BotCon 2003 with a very skinny, very geeky looking kid wearing glasses right up front and said, oh my God, it was me. And then realizing like, hey, here this is years later. And uh, I think I'm an entirely different person in, in how I present. And now Aaron's my life. handler. Yeah. That's why I need something else in this monster. Oh, you <laughs> handled the archer monster. Orange juice is what he means. Orange juice. I, I actually met a, um, uh, a young lady who, um, who follows me on Twitter. And she, she seemed like we had gone out to dinner on Saturday night. And when I walked back into the hotel, she, she kind of bird uh, beelined towards me to, to say hello. And uh, I, I, I graciously met her and said hello. And then we, we chatted for a bit. And she said, oh, I follow you on Twitter. And I, you know, I, you know, I like what you post and stuff like that. And I said, oh, thank you. I said, do you listen to the show? No, never heard of it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> What? Huh? What? Uh, I like how fast the answer was there, too. Yes. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, but uh, she's local to, uh, you know, to, to Mississauga area. And I, this was her first convention, so she was coming out to experience it. And she, she just lived vicariously through, through Twitter. And, and it was fantastic just to, just to interact with her. And then I saw her again today in uh, line for Nick Roach. And, then, and she was getting something signed by him. And, and her goal was to find... Uh, uh, rec room of the records in the room, and somebody brought it today. They weren't in the room yesterday, but they brought it today, and she found it and picked it up and got it signed. It was, it was. She was blown, blown up about uh, getting it, and it was, uh, it was great. So I was really happy for her, and uh, it's just those nice little fan interactions that uh, that kind of make it for you, you know. And uh, I, I really hope she she listens to the show now. <laughs> well, um, underscore Zeus. Did you have any interesting new uh, notable experiences at the convention? Uh, just people being interested in whatever I had out, because usually, like, at home, when I'm talking to my friends and family about just Transformer stuff, they have, like, this kind of half-paying-attention, eyes-glazed-over look. Because, you know, most people don't want to hear about robots. <laughs> oh, I love Optimegatron. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But here, it's like, I pulled out one of the things that I had bought here a few times just down in the lobby and it was really cool to see people actually just like walking up to ask me about it and kind of talking about it for a bit instead of people just me yeah. going up to them and them saying I hey, look at this people yeah. are like oh let me look at that yeah it took me a bit to get used to that where yeah. I was like I'm messing with a new figure and someone walks up going like yo what's that and my initial reaction is like you trying to steal it <laughs> justified it yeah, I guess I'm, I'm a little more trusting than you then, because I, I let listen, people like, pick that up, move it around. I grew up on the mean streets of Victoria, British Columbia, <laughs> all right? That town doesn't close at 9, that, cl- that town's dead at 10 o'clock. <laughs> 9 to 10 o'clock, that's the enigma hour. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen then, you might see a deer. Someone might drop pizza on the sidewalk and be upset. You might even see someone over the age of 40. <laughs> mean streets. What were we talking about? <laughs> Experiences. Yeah, I had a pretty cool one. I did interviews again, and they felt really good. It's a very selfish experience, i got to admit. But um, 
ran quick interviews with David Kay and James Roberts, and they were they were kind of enforced quick because it was like in the midst of not only our schedules but their schedules. And um, the, I, I was originally worried about it, but then there was like this sort of fresh energy I hadn't felt before of like I have about ten minutes. Um, and it, it was invigorating. Uh, it helps that like James is super friendly, uh, puts up with for a second time in a row me bringing up Red Dwarf during an interview. Um, he likes Red Dwarf, <laughs> FYI. Yeah. It's just he has more ins- he has more inspirations than just Red Dwarf. Um, and then uh, David Kay is this is an utterly selfish part of this answer, um, but he goes out of his way whenever we're at the same show to come and say hello if we bump into each other in the dealer room, and he doesn't have to, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's, it's a nice feeling. So we had a, we had a good talk with him, uh, just a brief one. Uh, they'll be up at some point. There's nothing like, there's no big info we're revealing. It's more like, hey, do you want to just... Well, not that we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, aside from like, you know, the live-action Beast Wars movie. Aaron, you spoiled it! What? <laughs> you didn't hear that. It's not Beast right? It's... Be- be- Beast Formers. No, they just like the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this, this I, we can we can pop into now the the, the this bullet points in between the last two that we did now because oh. we just jumped ahead by mm. one. Perfect. Because uh, this this is really this is the crux of a transformer of a toy convention. It's stuff you got. And I was thinking, let's just let's talk about one of the things each one of the things we got. Uh, and I would like to once again. I don't mean to, to fall into a pattern here. However, I want to make the most of your ninety dollars. So well, you better. Let's. Uh, I'm not. I will be getting it. <laughs> <laughs> let's pop over to uh, to Sergio. And uh, did you pick up a cool thing? Um, actually, it was unintentional during the charity auction. Both of the signed <laughs> pieces by. Oh no! no. <laughs> I mean, this thing they just gave us the coolest thing that you can he buy. He accidentally tripped, fell over, and I mean, and kept somebody his heart kept up. like stabbing me in the middle. So and I kept raising my paddle. Like, ah, What's going on? Ah. Um, no, actually, uh, when Gary Chalk came out and uh, helped auction off the the Beast Wars stuff, especially the Optimal Optimus was really nice, and then he signed the Transmodels Optimus, which is also really nice. Oh, awesome! Um, I wasn't expecting. I, I like Beast. I like Beast Wars. It's what I started with, I guess. Um, I wasn't expecting to get those, and when Gary like looked me in the eye and was like, "This is for charity. You have to do it." I was like, "You know, Gary, you're right." I do. If Gary looks you in the eye, you kind of have to do whatever he says. I mean, mean, he's a commanding presence. I didn't get a chance to say hello to him this year, but, I mean, that dude commands panels. Like, we talk about doing panels. Gary walks in the room, he's like, all right, everyone, the first lesson, panel hasn't even started yet, when you're speaking into a microphone, and he starts doing, he's done this bit before, but it's wonderful. Did anyone catch the panel today, uh, how to get into voice? Did he talk about resonators again? Yes. I love his talk about resonators. He talked about that a few years ago, and... It opened my mind uh, when you realize that, like, so when you speak, right, your voice is hitting a certain part of your, you know, this slope on your body. And if you can sort of notice where it's hitting it, not to, like, redo the whole thing, but, like, there's kind of six particular spots that you can aim your voice to come out of. And then you can do it high-pitched or low-pitched, gravelly or not gravelly. And now you have, like, some multiple of six amounts of voices you, anyone. Yeah, yeah, like, like at least 12 voices anyone can do. Uh, I love that talk. Um, anyway, I just had to fawn over Gary Chalk for a second. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, I'm also giving everyone time to get all their stuff out because we're all doing that podcast thing where we're recording and no one can see us. We're like, all right, what we got this week? Yeah, just uh, was walking down to the store today and uh, just picked up a thing. It's got it right here on the desk, actually. Uh, and it's just right over here. Yeah. Um, I didn't know we were supposed to bring stuff. But yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you can also just recollect things. For, uh, <laughs> thanks for including me in that memo. You can you can recollect. Doesn't things your too. whole I will recollect what yes. we got trips to the store thing involve video? Yeah, but this is not transmissions. This is WTF at TFW. No, this is the podcast roundtable. <laughs> this is all of us together. Anyway, we're all we're, we're all a team here. Right. Um. <laughs> United Front. I don't have anything. You didn't get anything. I did. I did. I, I saw him rolling around with a That's backpack a with uh, a yeah, makeshift yeah. short box I did. to protect comics. I did. And and a spreadsheet of what he needed signed <laughs> each day. <laughs> All right. Don't don't spoil the whole magic trick here. <laughs> All right. I had a fear that I wasn't going to get a chance to see Nick Roach or uh, James Roberts in Chicago. So. I brought all their books that I had. How left. many? I brought a. Th- uh, 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 I almost said a thousand. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a hundred books uh, to get signed. It's still a lot. Because that's better. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It's a tenth. I gotta cut in for a second. I feel like we literally had this conversation last year. <laughs> <laughs> I bring. I, I, I generally bring a lot of books, but bringing a hundred is well above my norm. Um, but. Uh, this they also needed some signatures from Alex, some some from Josh, and some from Sarah. Um, but majority was Nick, and 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 I needed a lot from from James because I had missed him last year when he went to DC because I didn't go. But uh, uh, so I'm fairly certain uh, that James is upset with me, um, and uh, he doesn't want to see me in Chicago, which is fine. Um, what did you do? I just I I dropped about seventy books at him. I mean. <laughs> Wait, wait, you said the... I'm sorry, can we get that noise again? Because that was perfect. <laughs> did, did you just actually drop them on No, no. I was, I I was these very... done in like ten minutes. I was I, very... Just, just five more. Just five more. Just, I've got a wrist brace here if you need that. I did uh... it in, in very small packets over the course of two days. So in my head, it was the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this noise from over here, like stifled it laughter. Was, <laughs> I'm like, I was just, I was just, I, I would stand there and I would wait graciously for people to come up, and I'd look behind, and person just has one book, and be like, oh, you just have one? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you can go ahead of me. It's very like, gracious. I'm like. No, no, you're you're in front of me. I'm like, just please, just please go. Don't, don't make you this a thing. Go. You need to go in front. Um, so they did, and and but and then I'd go up, and and they'd say, and James would look up. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, I am. Here we go, and it was just a small stack, and but yeah, over about 70, 70 ish, eighty books. Uh, I got. <laughs> Wait, well, I got hold on. Only. <laughs> Hey, it's 90. No, no there was at least five books that were not his. <laughs> Out of the thousands. What? And there was one in the pile that he had already signed, so I screwed that up. But yeah. And I did buy a toy, so I'll tell you about that. I was able to complete a G1 Thunderwing. Hey! So. That's a good one. So I'm good. I'm happy about that. Thank you. That is a success. So... 
that. I like how we actually have a through line on these roundtables now of how many books did Daryl bring? <laughs> Didn't we talk about this last year? Someone in the audience says, yes, you did, and it was more. Well, I'm pretty sure that's why he brought his daughter along to just, like, hook the harness onto her. Look, you just need to carry another 200 books for Daddy, okay? She, she legit brought her own copy of this to get signed this year. It... Has started. <laughs> the cycle begins. Anew. You have such a proud look on your face. <laughs> I am, uh, gonna at what point three. do we teach that? Like, all right, don't worry. As long as it's under a hundred, it's fine. <laughs> it's You're cool. going to bring ninety nine. Daddy will have ninety nine. That way, it's under a hundred each. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of her. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you got a whole lot of cool stuff signed. <laughs> I was just like, that was one of those, you ever had those genuine deja vu moments like just now where you're like, but you're so convinced that it's fake deja vu because you're like, no, there's no way. This is that kind of deja vu where you think it's happening, but then someone else in front of you goes like, no, it's happening. And you're like, oh, cool. I yeah. guess I'm just in the twilight zone. The, the kicker for me was right at the end, I was doing my last stack with James and his uh, envoy or uh, was Daniel, proto man, uh, for, the, for the weekend. And he said, because um, he, James was bring, selling toys, his own toys, uh, the, over the weekend. And uh, Daniel said, just bring these to Chicago. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done half of this, and I could have brought them to Chicago. But it wasn't announced, and, and I was, you know, I was going to do, you know, my own thing. So well, they have to ship them around. Yeah. I don't know, looking for silver linings. This is still exactly. Like, uh, a, a small person-sized amount of books. To t- Hashtag Daryl's library. Hey. <laughs> Get that uh, one trending. You could bring another hundred to Chicago. <laughs> 99 no, this time. There may only be like five, because, yeah, I'll have to take inventory now. <laughs> Aaron, you've got this, the, the smallest and best toy of the convention there. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, New Age Toys Mini Warrior, the Legendary Hero Zero One Flipper. Oh, yeah, Bumblebee. It's, it, it's Flipper. Copyright purposes. <laughs> but Bumblebee, yeah. Um, Maybe a dolphin. I don't it is seeing you with this at your panel when somebody handed it to you and you lost your mind. Can I? So I get handed this thing and I'm like, I thought I knew how it worked. It's the end of my panel. Someone's like, hey, why don't you? we're like, oh, okay, we're just going to chill out. some Q&A. Someone's like, hey, just try this thing. I'm like, okay. I start transforming it. Me and at least 15 other people in the crowd are all collectively sharing this epiphany moment of like, wait, how much of this transforms? This thing's perfect. <laughs> yeah. What? And then I have to go, because uh, that's when I then ran to do the, the James Roberts interview. And while I'm doing it, I notice like people coming out of the dealer room with that bumblebee. And I'm like, wait, no. No, I'm not causing a sellout of a Bumblebee before I buy it. So after the James Roberts thing, I like I was like, look after my bags, and I like ran to the dealer room to grab one of the last like ten Bumblebees sitting there. Um, anyway, I, I I hate taking credit for things, but I also think it's funny if I cause a sellout where I almost don't get to buy the thing. Um, you didn't even get a commission. Uh-huh. Of course not. They never. No, all I do is is tell people to buy things and then go like, no, I'm sure that karmatically it'll pay me back in the future, <laughs> which is silly. Uh, but Aaron, I tr- I trampled on that. Yeah, you did. Right, go, go, just right over. Just top keep of going. It. No, um, I was amazed at like I I do like the small scale stuff. I also picked up a couple of Iron Factory things, um, which tends to be like one of my go tos for convention is when I get those, and this has. Like the same, very small, very poseable kind of play pattern, but 
kind of even smaller, but also like the same uh, or a more G one y aesthetic than like Iron Factory kind of has their own War Within inspired hard angle. War Within IDW ish feeling, now yeah. But uh, it's it's great if you got one of these. This is kind of one of the the convention gets and kind of surprise convention gets of the year. So when I say best toy, I should say this is that's my loving hyperbole mode going on, where I'm like, well, no, no you and me know. It's I'm trying to for the folks who missed out on it. I'm trying to soften the blow. I'm gonna whisper into the microphone as only you can hear me. All right, I'm just keeping it down a little bit for them. Uh, and you got some, you got some pocket-sized stuff too. Yeah, we got, we got actually a legit hidden toy right now. Whoa, none yeah. of you can see, except for that time where I moved up above the table just a little bit. Uh, this was walking into TFCon this year. This was the one thing I knew. If I only walked out with one thing, this is what I wanted: War Giant. Because, mm. yeah, I, I've been eyeing this thing for months, and I thought, okay. You know you're going to TFCon, get it there. And then minutes later I found out that they're doing it again in ruination colors. So now I have to buy two. Yep. Well, well I mean, you don't have to. I'm sorry. Did you just, did you just lie to me? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my first time here. It's understandable. It happens. See, when ruination awakens, we all just say yes. yes. Uh, there, there's no no about it. I'm definitely going to have to get that. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was happy and then like so mad when I saw that in the case because I was like, this is also one of my favorite toys of the last year, the set, and I'm like, of course you made it in the perfect other colors. I want to buy it in. Yeah, obviously. Is there a sock shockwave for it? Uh, yeah, there's a sh- uh, not, well not for the ruination. One, there's a <laughs> there is a shockwave. It's their um, bridge watcher. But he can't hold that. Oh, you you this don't. A bit. Have you a not bit? seen this? <laughs> He's doing a bit. This has to be a bit. So I, I really hope it's a bit because it would be very sad if you didn't know he actually can. So there you go. Is that a bit? Are you guys doing a? <laughs> so do we all get uh, a part amazing. of the, the Iron Factory um, ad money here, or? No, we just all really like the pocket scale stuff. In, in okay. your case, it was all for charity, so we just passed it along to... You I know, see, I okay. see. So this for exposure podcast kind of thing, huh? Yeah, not for exposure. It's more to put you on a platform where people will see your work for what it's actually worth. Ah, I see. For exposure. For exposure. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually the set that I ended up spending a good few hours putting the repro labels on in my room. And I gotta say, this is one of the figures... Also, that I knew I'd have to get the repro labels for, because without it, the eyes are just a little bit too dull. Hmm. The reflective red on that, it just, it helps a lot. That does pull it out. Wow, yeah. It almost looks light piped. Yeah. It does, which is better than what looked like light piping, what looked like it could have been light piping, but in reality, there's nowhere in the back for it to pipe the light. So I... I didn't know that he had turned it around enough. I thought you were throwing shade because the thing's generally facing us. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. No, I, I, did, <laughs> yeah, <it's>, I did <laughs> turn it so that people could see it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Even at that angle, 
looks like it's LED. This is a very solid set. Like the worst thing I can say about it is a couple of the limb robots have the lower end of Iron Factory transformations, where it's like it's a small toy that has a lot of parts needing to very specifically move past each other, and a lot of kind of sharp corners on it too. Is that yeah. The one that, is that the one that had the blast off issue for the arm? Yeah, there's a there's a way they lock in where you really need to undo some of those tabs. There's um, a big stress mark just right there, which I've also heard was a problem with it. Yeah, it does. I haven't had the break yet. Uh, the main break is on um, the little. Oh, little it's, flap it's the, on head. the head. Yeah, the head. Yeah, that's the only part that's ever actually and the, broken. And I, I figured out after I broke it why it <laughs> oh. broke. Is there's you broke it I already? Just, yeah, while I was transforming it. This panel here, I didn't figure out moved oh. until very late on. Yeah. So it was pushed up right against the head, and the head was getting caught on it. Yeah. Iron Factory, I like the formatting of their instructions, because uh, it's clear, but they still are a little unclear on, with the actual graphics in the instructions. Uh, it's not like the X2 stuff I got, where the, the X2 Jetfire instruction sheet is this big, and it has 117 individual <laughs> photos on it, and they're all about that big. So you have your, like, jeweler's loop out, jammed in your eye, so you can see that, wait, okay, no. When wait, I was wait. little, I was really big on Kids for Saving Earth, and, like, things like that just made me go, like, this was literally a waste of paper. Like, this doesn't help me, this doesn't help you. <laughs> this is this is just a, a cell shaved off a tree. Uh, just get Mega Man. Yeah, where's he at? Captain Gee, Planet. Oh no, they're making a good Mega Man game. Never mind. Um, the 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 stuff I got aside from the X2 toys stuff, I I decided to jump in on Magic Square because uh, I like I like little pocket sized things, and their cabinet display looked real good. So I thought I'll take a chance. It's apparently, a uh, and then I thought I'll also be dumb and take a chance, and I'll just buy both of like this and Grapple. When logically I should have just bought one because they're basically the same toy. And what if they suck? Then I bought two of a toy I don't like. Uh, happy to report I like it a lot. Um, it's a very G1 skeleton-style transformation. Leads to a, a quite nice-feeling, posable robot. The plastic is very akin to that Golden Age, uh, early Warren Pocket feel. Um, whereas without Warren Pocket, I, I find often goes very up and down uh, a little bit. This reminds me a whole lot of Gartanel and Speedoo. Anyone remember those those fellas? Anyone remember a whole internet trying to, with a straight face, say Speedoo? Because uh, I don't. Everyone laughed. Oh, power linking. I didn't hear that rumor, but I, I don't see anything on them that'll do that. Uh, I thought maybe this might have been a thing, but that's about it. Like, maybe here he's an, now he's an arm. There, he's a Megazord arm. Oh. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Um, but the, you know, the transformation on this is, is quite is quite nice. The plastic has good hand feel, as we like to say in the business. Um, we, yeah, I feel like it's the, just all the, uh, you know the whole community, <laughs> the whole Chris Ho community. We really like to, to say. Hand Sorry, hand. I was having a minor stroke there. <laughs> Aaron's my handler. There's a lot. But yeah, I, uh, I ended up also just grabbing a whole bunch of art today. Um, in fact, I started eyeballing that Generation Toy Op-X as I have for the last three conventions I've gone to in the final five minutes and once again walked away this time because I realized I hadn't bought any art from Nick or Sarah and I saw the two of them sitting at their tables through the open door in the dealer room and it was like a cinematic moment where I was like, no! I must resist the allure of the robot toy and purchase artwork! And it was weird when I said that out loud and everyone gave me a funny look, but <laughs> it was worth it for the moment. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my gets, really, right? Um, and I, I get, that brings us to uh, the final couple bullet points here. We're running some good time. We do have to be done uh, in the next half hour. Um, so I, uh, I really want to, uh, to quickly throw out that our attempt that we mentioned on Friday to run a small-scale Magic the Gathering convention during y'all's robot convention worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played some magic. We played some MTG. We played some Richard Garfield OG spell slinging. Some of that <clears throat> Wooberg war. Yeah, they get uh, it. A little bit of that artifact <laughs> affinity. Uh, hey, Chris, you learned magic. Touch of that. Touch of that. Touch of that. Tap down land game. It, it, it was actually uh, nice. We played uh, a round of Commander uh, with a bunch of pre-con decks, <laughs> and I made him just scoop. Yeah. yeah, because you top decked Atraxa, you no, coward. I did not. It's a commander. It is in. It is in the commander zone to begin with. I meant the deck. You top decked the yeah. entire deck. Yeah, it it, it did well, and it, then it was fun just being like, mm, "Who dies? Oh, you. You, you die." He's just sitting there going, next. What's, what, "What's proliferate mean again?" Oh, all the counters go up. The t- twenty million counters I have laid out on my entire board. That's for all you magic folks uh, out in the crowd. Um, but we also had some raffling stuff to do, and then because I'm looking after all of the equipment on our end, I just wanted to quickly self-aggrandize there to cover for the fact I forgot to bring the raffle tickets down. Um, Daryl came up with an idea to do some uh, non-raffle raffling. That's right. Yes. No. We are going to do uh, questions. So we have uh, we have seven raffle prizes here which are now going to be question prizes so if you have a question about podcasting or a question about something or other uh come up or to the microphone ask a question and then you will receive a prize and this we, is- we will be grading your questions to the level of the prize that you get perfect. so perfect i do have the most experience here so i will expect you all to direct them to me oh of course of course <clears throat> so since you guys are podcasters and yes. since we're in canada yes and Canada has certain special little governing bodies in terms of uh, radio, telecommunications, television. Does podcasting fall under the umbrella of the CRTC? You and are we meeting it's a good the question. Canadian content requirements <clears throat> of the podcast? I'm Canadian, and Daryl's Canadian. That's right. Yep, I knew that. That's enough points under CRTC it, to it nail would. down some If it counted, which it doesn't. Oh. All right. <laughs> Wait, yours doesn't count, CRTC? Nope. You don't get funding? No. Oh. We, don't need, we don't need funding. We have a Patreon. Well, I, I just, <laughs> we, don't, we don't go begging to our too fans real. money. Too real. Whoa. Double too real. We, well, we, we do a lot of begging, but... Uh, I have a Patreon. What am I fist bumping him for? <laughs> it's not for the podcast, so it's... it's oh, sure. It's, yeah. it's what, is it, what do they call that in finance? It, it, we're pretty sure. We've never actually time. looked, but... It's uh, CRTC is for um, uh, it's uh, public broadcasting, yes. which uh, it's internet is not included in that as of right now. Yeah. So, there is a very complicated that I won't go into conversation about the CRTC and web media that I've been privy to on a surface level, mm-hmm. which is infuriating. Uh, <laughs> where you know how there's funding, right? That CRTC gives out for media projects. You know, it collects a lot of funding telcos who run cable channels you know who collects the funding for digital productions telcos who run cable channels who i guess need them they yeah anyway yeah they need the money it's hard times right they 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 don't that's the spoiler (laughs) you know if you're a cop and you have to report us 
we do have to see your badge. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking for the reward money. Okay. <laughs> Is that All right. a euphemism? <laughs> We've got, uh, thank you for your question. We've got uh, a copy of the transmission's exclusive cover. We've got a t-shirt that's in, there are three of them, they're only XLs. Um, and Room to grow. Yeah, or yours, uh, which um, see, I, I think are, might be see, more see, popular. The guy paid money to I know, he provide prizes. Pro he's providing the prizes that. I brought, uh, I brought good stuff. He did provide good stuff. Infer I've not seen an this Inferno is, yet. This is an Inferno. Uh, like, sorry, I, I, this, I'm is, not keeping this is a it. prize I for it. people. <laughs> I, I found an Inferno. That's an Inferno. So. And uh, this is. Uh, Coincidentally, this is, I, I found two. Yes. Oh. If you know, if you found three, you could have got one for free. So this is an inferno. I, mean, I, I asked them at Walmart. Like, oh no, Walmart doesn't. Walmart's too small time. And this and is uh, Transformers Unicron number one, Alex Milne's special cover for Stadium Comics, signed by Alex and Josh Perez. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. The reward. For, reward for asking the first question. Actually, we have we have more like twenty five. Hurry it up. <laughs> Yes. You get a third sure podcast involved. It's just Thank like, you. There's, there's laser guns drawn. I wouldn't threaten to shoot somebody at one of these things. We've That'd never threatened to shoot someone with foam objects from a Nerf dart gun at any of these things, Malwave. <laughs> but does anybody have any stickers? Mm. Not, not on me. Not, not on me. There might be. No, no, because that's the Power of the Primes toy, so it has those really nice, super oh, thin stickers that right. totally won't bind anywhere, anytime to get chewed up and at are, all. And are applied perfectly. They've been generously mm. pre-applied, is, is the way we like to put it. It actually is a postage-addressed uh, envelope in there where you have to pay them <laughs> for applying the stickers, so make sure you fill that out. Okay. Go ahead. So... Well, my question is, is, what is the biggest challenge of like, trying to run a podcast and get those sort of things going and like, the logistics of it all? Speaking for myself, the biggest challenge is, um, I guess, like finding, the, finding the, the level of energy that you can maintain the podcast at. Um, not just in performance, but also in, in logistics, in editing, in, in a whole lot of it. It's like finding that that kind of just right slope where you don't get utterly sick of it, but you're still producing it in a way that engages with at least somebody. Uh, and it's difficult because uh, podcasting is a very difficult media to get something back out of compared to, um, to video. Uh, it's why a lot of podcasts very, very justifiably um, post on YouTube as well, is you just you get more feedback there. Um, on a, speaking on a blanket level, uh, transmissions is why I think they're a very special thing in that they've created a thriving community around an audio podcast, you know, the video aspect. Um, but yeah, like the hardest thing I think is, is to find a way to, that, that you can comfortably create an entertaining thing without getting burnt out. That's uh, speaking for myself anyway. Well, on, uh, to, to kind of follow up on that, we, um, with our show, we find that having the multiple hosts helps with motivating each other to, to kind of continue on. Uh, because, you know, like I mentioned at Chris's panel, it, it, it can get hard to, if you're doing a one-man show, you'll do, 
you'll 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 want to record something, or you'll record three episodes. You'll be like, oh, let's go, I'm gung ho, let's do this, and you want to record the fourth show, and uh, you say, oh, I got to do something this night, and you'll you'll forget, and then you'll get it done, but then the fifth show will come around, and it'll just start getting so late, 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 and you'll you'll by the seventh or eighth show, you're you're out of it. You're so far behind. It's it's consistency is is what will will get you there. And by having more people involved, um, a set amount that'll keep you consistent is is a big deal um, because uh, consistency is key. Having a uh, a regular release time um, and uh, and having it edited on time. Yeah, we're we're sitting here trying to stare down Chris. But Sorry, I'm, I'm busy with my little Inferno man. Um, it's uh, that's important. So uh, that kind of thing. But uh, having Actually, having the people around you to uh, to keep you motivated to do uh, to do the show, um, I think is important. I want I wanted to throw one other thing in there, which I think is something that I wish happened more, and I would love to be a part of is um, just having like a, a group of, of creative folks who check in on each other. Um, mm-hmm. We tried to set that up with the with the YouTube Toronto. Um, folks who were all kind of gathering a lot at the YouTube space, it, it ended up just falling off because, you know, it's, it's, it was a Slack chat and eventually it just sort of drifts away. But it was a really solid idea to try to just check in on each other every week and go like, it's not like a competition, but it's just to feel like each week you have to go to a group of your peers and say, this is what I've done. Um, you don't have to have finished anything, but it's, it's that little extra bit of spark that, like you're talking about, Daryl, where when you have yeah. uh, people who you are working with and alongside you feel more inspired yes. than if you're just in a room, you know? Yes, and you're, you're, you're responsible for them, and they're responsible f- to you, right? Well, Aaron's just responsible for me. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's, your hand thank you for your question. Come on up and pick something. They're both the same. Yeah, it's exclusive. That's limited to a, a, a thousand. This one, from what I understand, is limited to five hundred. For, for the sake of time, we can also roll with the questions yeah. while yeah. the prizes are being chosen. Okay. okay. Well, awesome. first off, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to kill anybody to be here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just kind of rolling off of uh, what uh, was asked earlier, uh, I understand that it kind of takes a lot to be able to just create something and. Uh, without even feedback or anything like Sorry, like, take the feedback seriously, but at the same time, still be in tune with your own personal sense of whether or not it's good. Yeah. So as far mm-hmm. as the podcasting process goes, like, what, is, what are your personal uh, like, core uh, standards and, like, uh, and rankings as far as uh, what makes your personal podcast good? Like, uh, you know, do you value it based on you know, whether it makes you laugh, whether or not it engages you? Uh, what does it for you guys? So uh, one thing that I've always liked about um, the way that we've run our show is, and it's kind of what the, synth- the, the, the original idea of it was, was just like getting to listen in on people sit down and talk. Now, sometimes we, we maybe drift away from a little bit of just like a little bit more of the conversational format, but um, I personally enjoy podcasts that I, I listen to, and it's more conversational than anything else. There were a couple of podcasts about the same time that we started that thought that there was big beef because that's what she did in, in 2008 um, that were very much like, here's the the top three items of the last week off of the website that supports us and we're going to talk about each one of these for exactly 12 minutes and then roll on to something else. And it was it was like watching or listening to like 
a news show and Sounds that like quick path to burnout that was yeah and those guys did burn out they lasted a couple of years and then just there were no more releases of their podcast whereas it seems like the ones that are more hey we're friends and we riff on each other a little bit and we give each other a hard time because that's like how you do and those to me are more entertaining to listen to and i get a better idea of who the people are and then on top of that it's easier for me being able to sit down and get a chance to talk with a couple friends every other week about whatever thing and get to come to a convention and, and see him. And if it was more business-like, it would be, I got to go do this thing. Oh, I'd rather do anything else tonight than go and do that. But instead, it's like, oh, I got the podcast tonight and get a couple things I want to talk to my friends about. And then as long as it's a good time and, and we have our laughs as we do it, like – I, I'm happy at that point. Um, I think we've got a pretty good groove. We know what our voice is on it, and we just keep that. I know that early on, I remember, like, mid-30 or 40 episode, we got some some people in that podcast beef, I still think, that had left really bad reviews on iTunes for us and was like, yeah, you should go listen to this other show instead. And I, like, didn't read that part and was like, oh, no, they think my voice cracked. Oh. <laughs> and was, a... like, really down. And I hadn't learned that, like, sometimes you just got to be like, okay, whatever. You're going to have your opinion. That's cool. I have my opinions. I know what I like. And that's it. There's also a certain energy that I, I, as the host of the show, I really like to hear getting hit, which is a very hard energy to hit over Skype, which is a, a very certain conversational, I can't really put any, any clearer, but like a, a certain conversational pace and energy that when we hit it, I get very excited because I know that this is an episode that I don't even have to think about listening through any parts of. I'm just like, no, I can just fire this off. Um, as opposed to like, sometimes we're all very tired and it used to be more regularly that every episode at some point we'd all get very tired. So I, I started trimming out things. I got rid of new picture picks. I got rid of uh, everyone having to talk about everything that they got this week, or at least more so tried to imply you don't have to talk about everything you got this week. Oh, uh, um, do you mean that you cut off like, like actual from the editing perspective? Well, no, no, no. I stopped putting them in the show notes. Yeah, basically. for our, our show, we used to have a new pictures pick where everybody would go like down the last seven or eight days of what's come out and then like, hey, this excites me and then we talk about it. And it might be something that like Chris is super excited about, but I don't care. And so he's like, yeah, da, 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 da. what do you think, Aaron? Yeah. It's also why I, um, I try to, it's hard, I say read the room, it's very hard to do over Skype. But if I'm talking about something I got, which I'm really excited about, and I can tell, okay, no one's reacting, I will just then immediately throw over to the next person. I'm not going to go like, all right, well, what do you think about my special thing? <laughs> and they're like, I, I haven't seen it. Okay, what if you had seen it? <laughs> um, oh, Daryl, like, what about you guys? Like, what, do you, what do you have as, like, I guess, a standard in a way? Um, well, our standard, it's, uh, we're very, we're regimented. Um, <laughs> we, we have a standard format for both our shows and it, uh, it, it's followed fairly, uh, you know, regularly. Um, but, uh, with regards, mostly I was going to comment on the regards of the, like criticisms and stuff like that, just because you're going to get them and, and you deal with them. If you if you even wanted to deal with them, um, every criticism there might be uh, a shred of uh, like construction in there, constructive criticism. So you can take that if you want. If it's somebody just trying to troll you, you got to learn to read a troll 
right? See a troll, you know, for where they are. And you think reading the room in a Skype chat is hard. This right. is actually even harder, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, so, yeah I would know. So if you, can, if you can tell when someone's trolling you or someone's just trying to get you, you know, to, you know, acknowledge their trolliness on your podcast, you know, that's, that's important. It's a new goal for me now. <coughs> Every time yeah. I'm on transmissions, sitting and control the podcast. Anyone here want to talk about wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Was it Donatrion or was that? Oh, that that's donor. Charles. Charles is uh, okay. Charles's go button. He said donors. He said Donatrion though. He did. I yeah, that's, yeah. That's, he's he's conceded that word. Yes. <laughs> he, he can't fight all the battles. Um, thank you, though. Thank no, you thank very you. much. Was, Come on up. We Sergio, I wanted to throw over you just you're for a You're definitely second. an extra large, right? Obviously, you're a listener to, you know, or you're a big fan of transmissions, uh, but, like, uh, from a listener perspective, just quickly, like, is there one XLs, thing that you yeah. really expect out of a podcast? Yeah. I think um, very much picking off of what you had said with um, the sort of freeform conversation and the conversation of friends that's been edited down or been like cherry picked okay, because there are podcasts that follow that same form where it's literally a conversation that was recorded between friends and you're like so you left everything in there huh it's like a three hour podcast right um, but when you have sort of like this mid regimented style it makes it a lot easier to listen with to engage with um, in the same form that transmissions has a format it doesn't mean that they don't deviate from it or that there isn't a, a lot of fun that can be had it's um, even from the listener perspective it's that variety of going from like regimented here to uh, a little more freeform with uh, WTF and the absolute nonsense that goes on at Moonbase 2. Um, oh, those guys are just a complete uh, hurricane of, of feces <laughs> flying out of a funnel-shaped hat. Uh, but I love them. Um, Who? 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 Here. I'm only mean because I love I still them. subscribe to them. I keep waiting. <laughs> I was just on Moonbase 2's Woo Woo Patreon show. Oh, it's so uh, good. About uh, a Common Rider Exades finale movie and, uh, and double finale movie with Heisei Generations. So please go check that out and don't tell them I said the thing about the funnel hat feces hurricane. Or if you do, tell them I said it about Mikey and not Andy. You, you, you know we are going to publish this, right? Mm-hmm. Of course we are. You just told them. Well, do you think I, they listen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah I, anyway, go ahead. What's the most difficult part of AA in the podcast? The fr- you get so tempted to comb through the thing with a little comb going, all right, where's a pause, where's an um, where's an uh? And then after two years of doing that, you go like, man, I despise podcast editing. And then you leave it out once. You say, I'm going to show them all. I'm going to leave all the ums. And then no one says anything. And you're like, wait, they never noticed. They didn't. No one knew about all the glorious work I was doing. That's to me the hardest part. <laughs> Uh, I don't do any of the editing on our show. Um, we we found a, a, a listener who decided he would like to edit our show for us for nothing, and uh, we graciously accepted his uh, his offer. Um, and uh, there was a time recently where he had to bow out for about uh, a year or so, so we did take it over again. But, uh, yeah, that was rough because the guys, uh, Jeremy and Charles, uh, they did the editing, and uh, they were a little stressed, but... Yeah, no, uh, he, uh, the guy who does our editing, he can edit both of our shows because we do two, two shows a, a week. Uh, he can edit both of our shows um, in uh, less than three hours. He's, he's a monster. It yeah. takes me less than three hours when I actually do it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Right. That's one show, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's editing both shows. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm editing both the even and odd number shows. (laughs) Are we measuring? Are we measuring dicks now? (laughs) I don't need to. I have a bumblebee. Here, listen. Who's is bigger? (laughs) (laughs) He's got. He's got you there. Mine. It's true. I can't do it. Uh, Thank you very much. Come on. Um, Do you do do you who handles the editing on your show? I. I think it was Eric's roommate does the editing, so... Uh, well, thank you, Eric's roommate. So if you have a, a really nice fan or an Eric's roommate, yes, find one. Props to Snazzy Mike. <laughs> I want to first uh, start off by saying thank you uh, to all of you guys for giving me something to listen to You're while welcome. driving around in a car constantly. Um, where I live, um, without you guys, it would make the amount of traveling I have to do an incredibly mundane ordeal. You're welcome. Um, the, the first question sorry. I have, and like, two real quick. First, if uh, there were any other subject other than Transformers that you can do a podcast about that you have a big passion for, what would your podcast be about other than Transformers? And uh, my second one, and then I'll let you guys go. Did, I thought I saw Big Charles here at one point. Oh, we, yes. we mentioned at the top of the show, he yeah. had an emergency come up yesterday and, and had to take off uh, I his schedule. Okay. I think I somehow became his stand-in. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell? Get up here. People have been, no, that, that's like I 90 have, bucks. I have very <laughs> unusual conversations this weekend where people will come up to me and start speaking to me. I, I yeah, like that's the most polite way I've heard that put very unusual conversations. <laughs> and and I, I begin to realize that, oh, like, one lady asked me, like, oh, well, what's that name of that podcast you're on? I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not but I, I think I know who you're, you're speaking of. So uh, tell him he owes me some residuals. He owes you plenty. Body devil. That's amazing. I love that. I love it so much. Oh, fantastic. This re- remember Surrogate Aaron? Is he here? Is Surrogate Aaron here? Right up front. He's right here. Oh, you're with a different hair. I just remembered you as someone else. Oh, my that's, God. That's like the third person oh. I've heard also make that comment. Oh. Which pushes him deeper into the Mirror Universe version. Yeah, yeah, you've grown your hair longer. <laughs> because like the, because the hair is clean. Like... We're, we're, we're both with goatees, although I did show him my uh, <laughs> shaved face things. We don't want to see that shaved face. This, we've seen the doppelganger effect occur before. It's yeah. really nice that uh, you brought your brother. To answer your question, though, <laughs> um, I, I've... I've toyed around with the idea of starting another podcast, a one-man show, and to, sh- to answer the question that was about earlier about motivation, I had this motivation about nine months ago and have not recorded a single episode of it. <laughs> Actually, I did record number one, episode number one, three times, and it uh, has not seen the light of day. So, there's what was the topic? The topic since is, that was actually the question. The topic <laughs> is Marvel Comics and. Uh, about first appearances of characters and stuff like that. I'm trying to be a little different, but yeah. So you're going to try to do that on your own. I'm going to try to do it on my own because cool. I have a very large comic book collection. Um, you brought half of it here to get some. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, I've been on the opposite. The reason why I laughed earlier about that, I've been on the opposite side. Like I do kind of small press comment. Yep. And I've had people suddenly like a giant cow and mass me so that, yeah. that just popped in my head oh. hilarious when yeah, uh, I just want to quickly throw out there. I would do a Tokusatsu podcast in a heartbeat if I felt like I had the energy to like edit and run another second podcast. And if I, ever, I want in on that. Uh, a lot of people wanted to do Tokusatsu podcast, me included. Darn it! Um, <laughs> Will you edit his second I'm podcast? 
If, if, if I were to do another podcast, it would probably just be I'd pick up uh, Vaudio Sonic again as a podcast I did a couple episodes of where it was just about anything with people I knew. And I, I would like to get back into doing that someday. If I ever step back from WTF at TFW, that's where I would go, um, is, is going back to doing Vaudio Sonic uh, as me. Okay. Everyone, by the way, should have to edit a podcast at least once. I think it's like a rule of passage. <laughs> uh, if I were to do another one, uh, it could definitely be Lego. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks. You stole my answer. Yeah. Well, hey, how many, hey. Mo- how many modulars do you have? Welcome to the new Lego oh. podcast <laughs> with uh, AKSMTH and underscore Seuss. He's, uh... What's your modular count? <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Am I supposed to hear this? <laughs> Just ask someone that in the public. Yeah. yeah, it's personal Come information. Come on, there are children here. We were measuring infernos earlier. And What's now? your modular account? How many pieces you got in your brick uh, bucket? Much, Is hotel security still here? How much did you get handed from your cousin? FYI, we have about uh, seven minutes left. I, I have so, a lot of Lego space. But how, much what, was um, it, how much of it was handed to you from your cousin? Yeah. From my cousin? Come on None up. of it. Exactly. All of it was stuff that was mine. What's up? What's your question that isn't about Lego? Uh, so, okay. so, yeah, thanks. Uh, my question would be... Uh, Besides the uh, obvious uh, Transformer fans, is there like a specific target of audience you aim at with your podcasts, or is it just like just whoever uh, will hit subscribe? Uh, yeah, I used to I used to think about oh, we're gonna hit those mid twenties with our smodcast style banter, uh, and then I realized that a the fandom has changed a lot, and also our audience is wide reaching in a way as far as age demographics. So yeah, I re- I remember I think it was. The last TFCon that was at the other location, having somebody that was way too young, I would have thought to be excited about listening to a Transformers podcast come up to me and want me to sign their iPod because that's what they listened to it on. And that was the first time I had like a moment of just like you and you're and you want me to. It's just my signature that's going to make it worse, right? Oh, no, that's what I listened to it to you on, and, and I, it really mean a lot. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. I think of ourselves as the podcast that primarily, you know, legal adults listen to, but that also, if you were a clever young teenager like me, you'd also be listening to, because these guys talk about things like, mm-hmm. one, of, one of them once said, horse nuts. <laughs> and uh, and, and, and uh, this one time, one of them said, rectum, and that's a medical word. <laughs> But it's not swearing, so I can't get in trouble. <laughs> Apparently, like, like I mentioned earlier, we uh, we do have our uh, explicit tag, and we earn it. So, uh, oh, really? I didn't know. I... <laughs> so, our podcast is definitely, um, uh, you know, suited for the people that uh, that that you know will use those words. And uh, there was three this past weekend. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's our target demographic. Honestly, I think that if uh, the um, the the oh, I mean, I use him quite a bit myself, but uh, mostly Yoshi on the show. He's the swearer. (laughs) But um, but if uh, if we could calm ourselves down, I think we would double our audience. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's almost a deterrent to have that uh, that explicit tag, yeah. But uh, but no, that's our that's our main audience, yeah, yeah. Foul mouthed sailors. <laughs> I, I like to think that our audience is more the younger side of the fandom, just because 
everyone on our show is in either their late teens or like their early twenties. So, so you guys swear all the time. Then. <laughs> um, no. It's just boobies everywhere. <laughs> boobies. Eric doesn't let us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Thank you. Come on. Up. Thank you. He rules our podcast with an iron fist. Aaron doesn't let us. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, no worries. Too, too cool to... Wait, no. What was it? Oh. Too real to steal. Too real to steal? Too real yeah. to steal. Is that me? No, that's, that's Aaron. He stole the cheese. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, what do you think of... Um, like, should... The Street Fighter X Transformers. It should they have like a continuity at all? Or? I would have loved to see some goofy kind of dumbass fiction to go like along the lines of the Eva Evangelion cross Transformers stuff, where they were like, "What if Starscream was an angel?" Uh, just like, just go with the crossover. Like, be yeah, be be as dumb as possible. Uh, mm. I really wanted to see just one piece of fiction that said the Titan Masters are literally the Street Fighters. This is Ken just curling into a ball and slamming headfirst into a socket, and a face grows out of his back. <laughs> okay, going off that, I just had this thought: have them redo the Marvel Transformers crossovers as Headmasters, where the little <laughs> Headmasters are just the Avengers or the X Men or whatever superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would be down. Like when you do crossover fiction, the best crossover fictions when they don't take it seriously, but they still t- they they take the science seriously. Yeah. So it's like the the one GI Joe Transformers crossover book where it was like, what if there was a, a, a matrix powered uh, broadcast energy transmitter to summon Unicron to Cobra Law, and it was the best crossover book that I, I had seen in a good long time. Just that si- Takara takes everything seriously. This is all the same G one timeline. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like they're not—they take it seriously in that the science is set, but that the stories they're telling are not at all trying to, to talk down to you with a higher message. They're like, what if, what if Skywarp got demigod powers but was too stupid to use them? Uh, is my favorite alternative thing. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, two more questions. Um, nope. All right, okay. we got like three minutes, so I'll make it. Okay. I'll make make it as fast as possible. Um, can I have a shout out? I know that's kind of awkward. You. Shout outs to the Street Fighter question answer. Question answer? Question asker. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I was on the spot. Yeah, if you want to know my username, sure. uh, it is H I R O E R I N E T D M. So All right. it's basically Hero Brian TDM. And uh, no, it's like a Street Fighter thing now. Um, and what? No, Aaron, why'd you steal the cheese and stink out the whole uh, place? You're jamming cheese in your armpits. Yeah, no, I, that's, that that's was, why the that customs was, officer pulled you that over. That was not that's me. Right. No, there are other bad Aaron Smiths out there, apparently, because Smith is a common last name. There was I think, a guy yesterday by the shelf lighting, uh, and he walked by there, and he cut one. He <laughs> cut one. Confirmed fart. Yeah. TFCon 28. You know it's a Yeah, I, I, I have been I behind heard. some of those crop dusters before and just been like, dude, there's yeah. a hallway or... I had my mouth open all <laughs> Malwave, no! <laughs> and, uh, damn you, uh, podcast editing. <laughs> Thank 100%. you. 100%. Did... Right, Malwave, you're the finisher. You gotta be quick. <laughs> oh, well, okay. And good. All right. So, um, 
it's more a question just asking for advice given I ha- I'm running a podcast, been on a hiatus, and my audio engineer is just like all about quality, all about quality. You know, like, problem is it takes about a month to release. So the question I have is how would you got, if you were in this situation, how would you handle this? Would you prefer to keep it on quality and have sporadic releases, but it sounds amazing? Or would you rather take more, take less time, and then... I'm not going to step in front of Chris here, but I am. Um, (laughs) So one of the things, you're also an engineer, you know, Pareto principle, right? Yes. Where, like, 80-20, you got to find that right split point of, like Chris was saying earlier, is anybody going to notice the ums, uhs, ands, uhs, or pauses versus not? Yeah. If if it's a, if it if you're doing something and you've got like, you know, TV really has to trim that stuff down because they've got what is it now like 40 minutes, 41 minutes per hour that's showtime. So you do have to do some of that slice and dice. Okay. Podcast is more freeform. So if there's a little, if there's a natural positive conversation that happened for a reason, like, can I just that's I'll, what you do. Can I just say this basically to your editor? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just bullet it here. No one is doubting your skill. Uh, everyone appreciates your skill. People want you to be happy editing this, but also, would you be up for just trying out a quicker uh, one-week edit? And let's put it out and see if people complain. And then if people don't complain and you guys really like the flow, you might even say, hey, maybe do you want to try doing like a three-day edit and just, just trim the front and back a whole lot more? And d- just dial it back to the point where your editor still feels um, not just useful, but feels... Uh, wanted and feels appreciated and feels like they're doing something satisfying mm-hmm. while also, and you may be saying this bluntly if it becomes a problem, that you don't want the editor to become burnt out and you don't want the editor to start to loathe editing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that is the thing with podcast editing, mm-hmm. basically. It's kind of like what we said before. You need to find the balance where you like editing the show but you don't grow to hate it but you still feel satisfied with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, just a quick little zoop question there. Okay. Yeah, sorry. When you have different audio qualities from different microphones, how do you even those out? You, you get the other people to buy better mics. That's yeah. what we well do. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and then you shame them so hard and you keep saying, man, sorry, I can't hear you through that Kleenex crinkling potato you have attached to your computer. And then when they reply to you, you say, hang on, let me just even the odds here. <laughs> what I thought you said was that uh, you were wondering if your microphone was any good. Um, you have to be friends with the other podcasters, obviously. If you just do that to a random straight... If I did that to Sergio right now, like, yeah, Sergio, nice mic form, yeah. uh, nice embouchure, but, noob. Uh, but I, but I, I bought uh, a Blue Yeti. Chris, Chris, you're assuming I have friends. You should go tell Jeremy you said that. The um, level levelator oh. works well. If you're, if if you are using different microphones and you're getting different audio levels and everything's everybody's. Somebody's way up high and somebody's way down low. Levelator um, is built into uh, some of the software. I think uh, I think Audacity has it actually built into it. So um, just levelate, um, levelate at the end of everything. If you're <clears throat> if you're cropping the end off, cropping the top front off, and throwing bumpers in, levelate when that's all done. Okay. There's a couple shows out there that I listen to that you can tell that they've not done that because the stuff at the front is like super loud and then it comes in and it yeah so it calms down at the end but level eight all right 
Thank you. And we really have to call it there. So uh, I wanted to throw a huge thanks to all of you for coming out. And can I throw one more big thanks to Sergio, who dropped 90 bucks for charity to join us up here. And I'd like to say sorry that you had to pay that much. Uh, Also, huge thanks to Underscore Zeus for joining us for the first time for these roundtables. And uh, thanks to Daryl for especially picking up the slack when Charles had to take off to handle some stuff back home. That's okay. Thanks to, uh, to Aaron for being my, my wonderful handler who pushes all the people out of the way. Um, and pardon? Hashtag Chris2. Hashtag Chris2. He's like a negative two. He is the negative Chris. Thanks to Aaron for being anti-Chris. Shattered glass Chris. And uh, I hope you all have a good trip back to wherever you're going, unless you're not going until tomorrow, in which case have a wonderful evening here, I assume. Drive safe. Uh, we got to pack up, and uh, we probably should just head out as soon as possible, so the AV can pack up as well. If you want to catch up with us, we'll be on our way out in the hallway. But uh, we got to give the AV guys the chance to actually get this gear packed up. And if anybody got any of the transmissions exclusive covers, Big C is here to sign them. (laughs) Dark? Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.